Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And we are back again. Welcome back to the Dangerous Drivers Podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. You damn right. We are back today with another special edition. Um, We're doing the greatest wrestlers of all time. Now, just to specify, it's the greatest wrestlers, in our opinion, uh, and we're going off pure wrestlers. We're yeah, not so, going so it's off... like the greatest technical wrestler of all time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So greatest technical wrestlers <clears throat> of all time. And this isn't zoomed in on submissionists. This isn't zoomed in on technicality or performance or charisma. It's kind of a well-rounded kind of thing. So we're 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 looking at guys that can do everything uh, to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. So don't single us out for not putting, like, you know, the most technical of technical people in there. It's uh, it's an all-around, well-rounded kind of list. Um, and we're starting with honorable mentions. Okay. Because I feel like we should get those out the way um, before we get into the top five. Just for all the people that know, these guys aren't going to make the top five but they were highly considered all right so is this greatest wrestler of all time or just greatest technical wrestler of all time? it's the greatest wrestler it's the greatest wrestler okay i'm gonna change my number five out then i mean they can be great um, uh, but all right, all right well let's start here no no let's define cool. let's define wrestler okay before we get into the list to, so that it accommodates the both of us okay um what do you what do you think the greatest wrestler is? Oh, I was just I, that's I, a good conversation. To start I was with I was just going off of straight like technical out. wrestling ability. We can do technical. Re- I mean, mine's based on good technical wrestling as well. Um, you can tell just by like some of the picks I have on here. But I mean, I'm also basing it on uh, guys that could outperform you uh, charisma wise. Guys that could outperform you um, in kind of doing a little bit of everything okay <clears throat> all right all right so we're, we're starting with honorable mentions all right yeah okay um i guess you want me to go first or do you want to go first um i'll go first all right i'll go first uh so i have hunter uh triple h on mm-hmm. my list uh, i feel like i needed him I'm biased to Triple H anyway. Yeah. But also, I feel like Triple H, um, while he's not the most, like, he's not on the list because he's not the best pure wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, he makes the list because, to me, even though he can't do everything, yeah, uh, he does what he does really well. And part of the greatest pure wrestler to me is somebody that, um, as a wrestling entertainer, even though I hate to use that word, mm-hmm. um, he can tell the story of a match really well. Uh, aside from the promos, aside from the storyline buildup or whatever, the story of the match is told very, very well by Triple H. So I put Triple H in my honorable mentions. Uh, I also have Rey Mysterio, the greatest little man. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to go technical, he's great technically. Lucha Libre is probably the most popular Lucha Libre guy out there. 
um, aside from maybe one other. Uh, and he's just, I don't know, he's the greatest mass wrestler there is. Yeah. Right? Um, he can do it all in that ring. I've seen him do stuff I've never seen anybody do um, at the age of, what is he, over 50 now? Uh, Ray? Is he over 50? Yeah, I believe so. No, Ray's, I think, mid-40s. Mid-40s. Well, for over 40. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who else is out there doing that kind of stuff? So. Yeah. It, it, it's very few and far between. What are you saying? Ray, he's 46. He's 46? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there you have it, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Ray is 46. Um, you heard it from Mrs. Jobber. Uh, Ray is 46. So to, to, to see a guy at 46 do the kind of things Ray Mysterio can do, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't... And this is where the list gets complicated because I feel like Triple H can tell the story of a match better, mm-hmm. but Ray can wrestle a match better. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of... It, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Um, my last honorable mention is The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, who I guess because he can do an outside dive can do a little bit of everything but um, not like he's doing a hurricane run anytime soon yeah but in his prime he could tell the story of a match better than anybody yeah and it didn't have to be the classic dead man match he had his time as uh, as biker taker where to me you know even though everybody trashes it uh, was one of his better times storytelling, promo-wise. Um, but in the ring, no matter who he was, whether it was against Ray, whether it was against Brock, uh, whether it was against Hogan, like, that was hard or anything. But he could just carry a match really well. Yeah. Um, whether you were the bigger guy, whether he was the bigger guy. He sold the intimidation. He got everybody in there. He was a ring general. He could do it all. Mm-hmm. That's my third honorable mention. Um, Alright, so that was a pretty good honorable mentions list. Uh, I feel like my honorable mentions list is a little... It might be a head-scratcher for most people. So my first honorable mention, uh, AJ Styles. Now hear me out. Hear me out. He's only honorable mention for the simple fact he's still wrestling. That is the only reason he's honorable mention. My heart. Like, it's not It's not a knock to him at all. He's still <clears> wrestling, <throat> one. And two, his last few programs haven't been the greatest. And so that's the, that is the only reason. Any other time, he probably would have been top five. But, you know, WWE storylines ain't the greatest. Mm-hmm. He's, he's limited to what he can do. So that's why he hit the honorable mentions. My second honorable mention. This was hard, man. Like this was hard for me to do, but I had to do it. Y2J. I can agree with that. I I wanted to put him in the top five. But you can't. But you can't. You can't. Like, and he's had a great career, about twenty five years, maybe mm-hmm. maybe longer. Mm-hmm. Just came out with a book of all his wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure nobody has that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he's so. He's done some amazing technical work. He's done some amazing promo work. He's done some amazing in ring, high flying stuff. But mm-hmm. work with the best of luchadors. Exactly. Shout out to Hooventude. Shout out to Hooventude. Hooventude. See you soon. Um, but yeah, so. 
for that reason, Jericho had to hit the honorable mentions and the fact that he's still wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, the next person is some is somebody who's not wrestling right now, but someone who I'm pretty sure we haven't seen wrestle in our lifetime. And our older wrestling fans might appreciate this. Lou Thez. Mm-hmm. Originator of the Lou Thez Press. Now... I put him on there because of how much he's done in the world of professional wrestling. Like He's regarded as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was considered an Iron Man, and he's a, he's originated all these all these different types of moves, along with people like uh, Carl Gotch, Billy Robinson, mm-hmm. and he's trained younger Gotch wrestlers stuff. in America and Japan. So... That was the reason he had to go into an honorable mention. So those are my three. You got Luthez, uh, Jericho, and to the surprise of Stevie Jobber, AJ Styles. Mm. Damn. Shout out to Christopher Daniels. I couldn't put him in my top three honorable mentions, but I thought about it. It was tough. Um, it was tough to come down to just three honorable it's mentions. Tough. And and I and if I can say so, I think our honorable mentions are a, a little bit different. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. In the scope of things, mm-hmm. uh, people are gonna kill us for whoever we leave off of this. I know, and and there's gonna be that oh, one man. person that's like, no, what about him? What about him? Yeah, this yeah. is just our opinion, you know. Listen, I, everybody has their own opinion. And from just me, he, uh, Duke does not advertise any comments at this time. Um, I know there's going to be somebody listening to this that's going to say, uh, where was Bret Hart? Fuck Bret Hart. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Do you want to start first? Or you wanna, you wanna uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll throw <clears throat> my number five in. Uh, my number five is uh, definitely one of the better technical wrestlers, even though a lot of people might not see it. I see it, uh, and I think in the ring, this guy can tell a better story than 99% of the people oh, I know he's gonna that are I know in the biggest wrestling company in the world right now. Um, so, without further ado, my number five, Randy Orton. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Randy Orton is my number five. I think he can tell a better story than 99% of the people in the business right now. Well, in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to go outside of WWE, I put him in the top, like, 5%. Like, the t- like the top of the top of everybody that's out right now. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude is almost in his mid-40s, and he's still performing better than 20- and 30-year-olds. Not for nothing, even though sometimes the style is a little too played out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people nowadays, the way they wrestle, I feel like their matches against Randy would be uh, amazing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I thought that when AJ Styles first got here, um, I think if he was to hit anybody in the Indies, a match with him and Kenny would be fantastic. Yeah. Because Kenny's style is kind of. He's kind of uh, switched his style to a kind of like still um, Japanese strong. Yeah. But it's almost WWE like the way he can still move at a pace that protects him. Yeah. And I think that kind of 
that kind of style mixed with Randy's would be phenomenal. And him, him physically, he can still tell a hell of a story. Just, oh yeah, just without wrestling. Oh yeah, he's alone. still in just, fantastic just, shape. Just his expressions, his look. Mm-hmm. Randy can. Randy's still one of the best out there right now. Mm-hmm. Even at forty something years old, he's still one of the best out there. Yeah, yeah, and if people say it all the time, there's no wasted movement in Randy Orton. Everything he does out there is mm-hmm. because of something, it's yeah. for something. You know what I mean? So I mean, he's learned from some of the best. So. Yeah, yeah. So that that's my number five right there. Yeah. Would have put him higher, but this was just a damn tough list to make. So Randy Orton, Very. Randy Orton fell in at number five for me. And I definitely feel you. He's one of the smoothest ever. Yeah, absolutely. From move to move. Um, my number five, uh, is The Rock. Fuck, I wanted to put him on so bad. Yeah, uh, my number five is Dwayne. Um. Oh, oh, you on first name basis now. You on a first name basis. I know, I know. Uh, We're Johnsons. No, um. (laughs) You know what? I can't, uh, I can't even get mad. Uh, no, but uh, my number five is The Rock because uh, it, it, it's cliche now, you know what I mean, to, to mention The Rock as one of the greatest uh, because he is, he's though. so far in Hollywood. But if but you go is, back, though. you know what I mean, it's the bloodline, it's what he comes from, uh, it's what he grew up in. There's a TV show about it, which kind of makes it corny, but it's a great show. Um, and, and he's, he was true to the business, man. When he got in there, he just wanted to be the best. Uh, and once he hit his stride, he was like nobody else. Um, and definitely one of the greatest, probably the greatest performer that they've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. As as far as performance, man, him and Austin, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, I'm not going to say it, but. Because uh, we still got the rest of the list, but yeah. So Rock is on my list because if you even if you like skinny Rock, uh, yeah, I would look past the Rock and John Cena matches, but him and uh, uh, skinny Rock, Rocky Maivia had great technical matches, um, but once he hit his stride as the Rock, he got it. He was in there week to week with yeah. some of the very best ever. Triple H, Jericho. Yeah, but you can go in there with them and put on the kind of quality matches that he can put. I mean, what do you, you know what I mean? And he could get technical. He had the sharpshooter. He didn't fly often, but he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, He knew how to. He had a lot of pop in his moves, too. Exactly. He knew how to control the crowd during during his his moves, the way he got around the ring, the things he did on the fly, um, being cool under pressure. Damn, he you just know what? he just carried a match really well. I just noticed something. Him and Randy are pretty much the same in that regard. That like they they wrestle kind of slow, mm-hmm. but when they get that pop and they gotta move yeah. fast, they yeah. both when it's move, energy time, they both like turn it on and they can both pop like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Damn, so that's not a bad number five. Not at all. Um, Respectable. I I can respect that number five. Yeah. So gotta gotta go, Rocky. All right, I'll take that. All right, so now my number four. Uh, this man, I mean, the reputation precedes him. I mean, there, there's really nothing anybody can say to do this man justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, number four, the Nature Boy, 
Ric Flair. The people that watch this show in the 90s and 80s are going to kill you. Because <laughs> I put him at number four? Mm-hmm. Rick's number four for me, man. Uh, but I totally I agree. Rick is... Yeah, Rick's definitely up there because arguably one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Definitely the greatest champion in oh, yeah. wrestling. Oh, yeah. 16-time world champion that they acknowledge. That's not including what they don't acknowledge. Right. The the gimmick itself, the style, mm-hmm. the in-ring ability, technically, the way he can work a crowd, the way he can work a promo, I think uh, I think it's unmatched. Yeah. You know what? I When you go back and you watch uh, some of the documentaries of his rivalries, when you see the old film from like skinny mm-hmm. long hair flared yeah. in there with Steamboat and Dusty Steamboat Dusty Sting, I mean he had man. we're talking about pure wrestling I mm-hmm. mean he, the man not to mention the man had uh, promo skills so off the charts he's still being mentioned and out with rappers today because he just set an entire Rick standard of, Ooh, yeah. he set an entire standard of what it is to be uh, rich and in your face um, but his in ring when he was in his in the prime of his life, so technical, so smooth, mm-hmm. just amazing and the way he could go in there with anybody. And to the person who I don't know who it was on a podcast that said Kenny Omega was the modern day Ric Flair. <laughs> uh, you need to get your eyes checked, good sir. I don't know who you are, but yeah. that needs to be checked. As Fest Frequency would say, AEW would never, and they <laughs> will never. No, but Rick definitely had to be up there for me. So, number four for me, the one and only Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Mm. Woo! You know, I'm, I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but it, it, it might piss, uh, it might piss off Fest. So I'm not gonna say it. Um. Don't call Rick better than Sting. No, I was gonna, I was gonna rival. Even he just I was gonna be. rival my number four with Ric Flair, but it's it's blasphemy. Oh man, it, it's cheap pops, and I won't do it. <laughs> um, my number Sorry, four uh, is not the modern day Ric Flair, uh, but he is the modern day Shawn Michaels. My number four is AJ Styles, <laughs> but he is the modern day Shawn Michaels. <laughs> He's the second best. Um, AJ Styles is one of the greatest in-ring performers of the last two decades, mm-hmm. and I will fight you on it oh, because you know, it is we, absolutely true. We, we don't have to fight. I do. I do agree with you. One of the greatest in-ring performers of the last two decades. Um, since two thousand three, possibly, uh, he is worked his ass off to carry every company he's been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fought the very best from every company and beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, not including letting other greats into the company he built and beating them. Uh, he's just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he, you could literally, in, in this from like 2003 to maybe 2006, use AJ Styles as a reason to get someone to watch TNA. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to say anything else, but, like, just wait for this guy. We literally just talked about this, too. Yeah. You, yeah. You, I mean, you, but yeah. it's 
it is what it is. Like, it, it, I remember watching the first night, and this is going to sound very cheesy, but sue me. Um, I, like, I, like we, we talked about this with... with um, Fats Frequency. With Fats Frequency. Shout out to Fats. And uh, I didn't mention this part because it, it's very cheesy, and I don't like to disclose this information, but I will live on air. <laughs> um, I literally saw him that first time I, I turned on TNA in the main event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy's amazing. He's phenomenal. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I get it. He's fucking, yeah, he's the phenomenal. You, you understand one. it now at that point. He's fucking phenomenal. It's ridiculous. There's no other word for it. Mm-hmm. The, he, the guy is amazing. Amazing. It's been amazing for like 15, 17 years. Yeah. So, AJ. I don't disagree with you. I don't. Uh, I would have put AJ on, the, on my uh, top five list. But like we've said, man, this was a hard list to create, and I was trying to, as much as I could, try to acknowledge people that don't wrestle right now. Mm-hmm. That's why he. That's why he kind of hit the honorable mentions. Um, so I don't blame you for throwing AJ in there. So now we're at number three, and it's funny that you mention the modern day Shawn Michaels because my number three, of course, is the original Shawn Michaels. <laughs> uh, Mr. HBK himself, Shawn Michaels, at number three. Um, I mean, I just want to say, you have to be some type of great, or mm-hmm. some level of great, for Vince McMahon to pay you millions of dollars to stay home and not go to WCW. <laughs> no, but that aside, man, the dude was great in the ring, had some phenomenal matches. His matches are still, his matches from the 90s are still getting talked about to this day. Him and Brett. Him and Razor, he still have he still you know the curtain call. They're mm-hmm. still having some of the best moments. The barbershop window, barbershop window, yeah. Uh, winning the rumble, like his, his moments are still getting talked about. The SummerSlam comeback, yeah. See, still one of the greatest promos ever. Mm-hmm. So Sean definitely can work a crowd, and for him to go through what he went through to have that little dark period, come back, be healthy. And still mm-hmm. put on stellar matches in the 90s, mm-hmm. the 2000s, and a little bit of the 2010s. Yeah, he still gave you amazing yeah. moments. I mean, you think about um, starting with Triple H. Mm-hmm. Then you uh, you think about the 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 greatest super kick ever uh, against Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. And then um, the Ric Flair, of course. The Ric Flair moment. Um, he had some nice feuds with Chris after that and Batista. Burning the barn down with Taker. Oh, man. We're not going to talk about, you know, what happened. Yeah, the, the first two. We're not, we're not, you know, let's not, let's not talk about that. Either. Yeah, let, let's not talk about, you know, mm. what, what what happens at, stu- at Super <clears throat> Showdown. Yeah, no, we don't talk about Saudi Arabia. Um, no offense, but, you know, it, it, it sucked. Yeah, we don't consider... Bald Sean. That's a whole other person. I don't know who that is. Nick Gage. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you see that meme? I did. I did. We're gonna have to show Mrs. Jobber that one. Uh, yeah, but Sean was number three for me, Not man. Nick Gage. <laughs> that murder, death, kill squad. Oh my God. Oh God. Who thought? <clears throat> who thought Nick Gage was gonna get brought up in this conversation? <clears throat> see what happens when we just rant. Uh, so terrible. Let's, let's, let's just hope there's no pizza cutters nearby. Mm-mm. Uh, so Shawn Michaels, number three. 
Um, That's me. Next up is your number three. Man, we we got a we got a a good um, six degrees of separation going in our list. Uh, my number three is uh, Nick Gage. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I, I would have just I would have just shut the podcast off, and we would have had to have a sit down conversation, sir. No, my number three is uh, the rated R superstar Edge. Not expected. Um, Not expected at all. Yeah, if you're listening to this, yes, in chronological order, Edge is technically put above The Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, Triple H, AJ Styles, and The Rock. Oh, everyone's going to love you for that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're going to kill me. But bear with me here. Um, Edge is a better wrestler than The Undertaker. Um... I, I I'm sorry. I don't I hate to break it to you, but there's no way the Undertaker is spearing somebody off of a twenty foot ladder. It's just not happening. Um He's got better facial expressions than possibly everyone else I've mentioned on this list except The Rock. Um possibly better mic skills than anyone else but The Rock. Better finisher than The Rock. Just to get the rock out the way. Um He's better than Ray. I'm sorry, he is. Um, he just had. Okay. If y'all cannot, I'll put it, I'll put if, it like if this. If y'all cannot see or I'll imagine like the this. faces I'm making right now, let me just use a certain type of word. I am flabbergasted. Bear with me here. I'll put it this way: When Edge decided to be a championship-obsessed maniac, he became the greatest thing in wrestling. Point blank, period. That's just a tough one. When that man became a psychopath, it was... And and I'll do this for you, right? Randy Orton is is one of the... Was he on your top five round of them? Yes, he was, he, was top five. he was number five. He was number five. Take Randy Orton, for example. When Randy Orton beside, decided to become a psychopath, he became the greatest thing in wrestling for like the next three years. That was Edge. When Edge decided, I care nothing about anyone's well-being, I only care about holding gold at any means necessary, he became the greatest thing in wrestling. You know what, I'll give he Edge... He was taken I out... Give, I will give Edge a plus there, just because Edge actually did it and wasn't crazy. Randy actually did it and needed anger management, so I'll, I'll give you that <laughs> for the acting skills. And so, it, and so, and we're talking about pure wrestling, let me bring this back to pure wrestling, okay? Um, aside from that stint in his career where he just decided to be a psychopath and became the greatest, most entertaining thing in wrestling, inside the ring, he just elevated. I mean, before he, he was, he was good, mm-hmm. right? He was really good, but he was, there was something missing mm-hmm. in his in-ring and in his promos and his charisma. But once he once he hit that lane, his in ring elevated. His matches were so fluent. They made so much sense. They left you shocked at every turn. Because he he became this larger than life thing that wasn't supposed to win. And he told the story in the matches so well. Against people like John Cena, against people like uh 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 against people like Triple H, against people like The Undertaker, against people like Mick Foley. 
he was just put in so many situations where he should not have he shouldn't have been there for one mm-hmm. and then he shouldn't have won them but he did yeah and he it wasn't just the promos it was the in-ring the in-ring story he told was that he wasn't supposed to be here but somehow this conniving underhanded man did everything possible to win and that is the definition of a heel and to tell that story through pure pro wrestling and to still have solid matches, technical matches, because you got to remember he had his own submissions. He had three different finishers. He could dive outside the rink. He was an all-around kind of guy. And he was really good at making you hate him while he did it. Which to me is like, it's just the definition of a, 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 a evil pro wrestler pure pro wrestler and there's only one other there's only the only other guys on this list are the only other guys that I think could do it but Edge perfected it okay I will I will accept your pick of Edge even though I slightly don't understand it but I will accept it Edge did do some great work so I can accept Edge not like you said, Savio Vega or, or S.A. Rios. Mm. So, you know, I'll accept Edge. Edge is an acceptable answer. Um, well, now this is where we reach an impasse. Because... Oh, we're at number two and three now, right? I mean, two we're, we're at numbers two and one. Mm. And we know who the numbers two and one are. Yeah, yeah. We've built up to this moment. All right, so since we know, since we already know... Why don't we just both say who our number two is and then say who our number one is and then one of us just talk about the number one because no matter what, your number one is my number two and my number one is your number two. Yeah. All right, so number two. Number two for you is who? Kurt Angle. Number two for me is Eddie Guerrero, which would buy... You know, process of elimination. Number one for you is Eddie Guerrero, and number one for me is Kurt Angle. So we literally had the same one and two just flip flopped. Mm-hmm. So, and these are not easy decisions. These to were make, not because like, I was like I was wholeheartedly flipping Eddie and Kurt back and forth before we did this. Yeah, by no means did we just clearly decide one was better than the other. No. This I, is a very hard decision to make. This really was. But um, you know what? I had to put Kurt number one, bro. I did. Because you take this dude who was not a professional wrestling fan mm-hmm. that much. Was just a, a high school wrestler. And then became collegiate wrestler then went on to the Olympics Mm -hmm. did great in the Olympics even with uh, messing up some vertebrae in his neck getting the surgery you know trying out with WWE later down the line uh, making the tryout making the roster and then in the short period of time win the amount of titles that he did have the segments that you had what was it like Two years in, and he was already the WWE champion? He'd already been Grand, Grand Slam, I think. Oh, see? He'd already been Grand Slam. Cause I know he got the European. I know he got the... Uh, Intercontinental. He got the IC. I 
think he was a tag champ already. Can't remember with who. But I know he was a tag champ already, and then he got the world title. So yeah and then you to have the amount of to have the amount of success you did afterwards like at during the ruthless aggression era matches with Brock you know the 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 debut match with John is talked about still the tough enough uh, contestants mm. uh, shoot wrestling them you know wrestling John when he had the spinner title wrestling machine mm. then you go to impact you reinvent yourself in impact and become even greater impacts golden years mm -hmm. you aj christian and samoa joe mm -hmm. and sting main event mafia mm -hmm. main event mafia best fact one of the best factions they've had you come back and you still have memorable moments when you come back mm -hmm. so and and they have funny segments in the process introduce ronda rousey introduce ronda rousey being ronda rousey's debut match and and the fact that you came in with hair and people know you more for not having hair and don't remember you with hair. Yeah, not that, to that, mention you were you were Grand Slam champion with hair. You weren't you didn't even hit your peak yet. Yeah. The, to think his peak was him without hair. Kurt's just for me, Kurt's one of the greatest of all time. Probably the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he bust his ass in there. Um, the I mean, man... he, the, the, and the man can be a fool too, and still, <clears throat> and still turn it into gold. Like wearing the wearing the mini cowboy hats. Mm -hmm. uh, what else was there? The, the, the Milko Mania. You got uh, him singing Shawn Michaels' song. Hilarious. The dude just had a lot of great moments. Mm -hmm. H him and the Rock talking about pie. Mm -hmm. Edge and Christian. Mm -hmm. Shoot. Yeah, a lot of great moments with Kurt, but Kurt's the number one for me. So number one, yeah, Kurt Angle, and I'll, and I'll give it to you because there's only two people, um, in this world, uh, in my entire time watching wrestling, where I can go back and watch matches I know the result of, mm -hmm. and still be shocked when Kurt kicks out. Yeah, <laughs> master of the master of the. Uh, Two and a oh, half man. kick out. Master of the two and a half, man. He he'll hold that and like he'll hold that shoulder down so long. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like that's like dude, And even when you know he's supposed to kick yeah, out, you're, you're like, All right, come you'll on. You'll start thinking to yourself now. like, Did he win this match? Like this Come on, man. You cut it close. You gotta kick it out now. It's like, Oh my god, they sell it so well, man. Um oh, it's a great it's a great number one. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, so Eddie Guerrero. While Kurt started from mat wrestling, uh, amateur wrestling, uh, Eddie Guerrero grew up in this business from day one. Mm -hmm. uh, wrestling with Chavo, uh, trained by uh, uh, Hector and Glory. Mm -hmm. um, Eddie... I don't even know the words to say. Like Eddie, and starting out as a cruiserweight, as a as a as a Eddie luchador, was born for it. Yeah, he was just. It was just. It's in his veins. Mm -hmm. He was born for it. It's like, it's natural. It's second nature to him. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like. It was like. Well, I guess for him speaking Spanish, um, it was just so fluent. 
so easy and he made it he he just it, and it wasn't it wasn't even his wrestling which is the crazy part mm -hmm. he wrestled so well he was such a perfectionist he he, he was a perfectionist was the, but he made everything look effortless it was the charisma mm -hmm. it was the ease in which he did it it was the moments in between Smooth it was you talk about um great facial expressions you talk about um two and a half counts you talk about telling the story of a match um, you talk about uh, uh, the selling, the mm -hmm. the crowd work, um, getting gritty and hard and core in there. Yeah. Uh, really bringing in the fans. It he just had everything you needed to be great, and it was like he was so good as a character because it's like he knew it the entire time. Yeah. And that was the magic. It wasn't it, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy. He was so great because he knew he was great, uh, and he knew that you knew that he was great. Mm -hmm. So when he was being the most hated person in the world, he could blame you for how he was being because he was so egotistical because he yeah. knew how great he was. And then he could turn around and be, you know, lie, cheat, and steal Eddie Guerrero and still be great and still be himself he was one of I, I feel like eddie was one of those type of characters that could punch you in the face one minute and then have you bawling out laughing the next minute mm -hmm. whether it was in the ring or outside the room and i think his his overall the lie cheat and steal of eddie guerrero made it uh so much better for him because uh he it was it, it, he can incorporate his character into his matches like nobody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, like granted, Undertaker had things like the lights flickering, coming on and off, but as far as like pure wrestling, yeah, Eddie as a wrestler was able to incorporate everything about his character into his gimmick, into his into his actual pure wrestling. Um, uh, wrestling Kurt at WrestleMania uh, and at using 20. the boot to win. Yeah. Like it's pure wrestling, but it's also his character to to find any kind of way to win. Mm -hmm. um, him and Dom, or him and uh, Ray at uh, SummerSlam. Yep, him and Ray at SummerSlam. His character got him to this point, but mm -hmm. also the character work in the match, yelling at his wife and kids. Um, the latter thing at the end, the 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 taunting of Dominic, the the smack talk and. It just—he's so good. Him and Batista. He's so good, and I think that is the—that was the intimidation of Eddie. Yeah. Because it didn't matter whether he was the bad guy or he was the good guy, whoever he was across the ring from had the night cut out for him. Mm -hmm. And it was very few people that that wasn't the case for. Like at one point, like maybe Batista. Mm -hmm. But I can't think of anybody else where. Well, wrestling him, Eddie Guerrero was like, it's it's not it's it's gonna be a tough night for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter really who it was against. Mm -hmm. And it it, it could have been his bestest friend. It could have been you know somebody he'd never wrestled before. And it's crazy because I think he was better as a bad guy. Yeah. And I mean, granted, in WCW that was his character. You know, he yeah. was a bad guy through and through. But once he got uh, in WWE, he was 
much more of a, a, a loved guy, you yeah. know, a good guy. But I, but I once think he that hit was his bad side. I think was that was like, just man. them respecting, you know, the the type of worker that he was. Mm-hmm. Like like his stuff with China when he first came in was fucking hilarious. Gold, gold, and he could do everything. He can make you hate him more than anyone else. Yeah, he he could literally have you cheering <clears throat> one minute and then just like snap man his when he turned on then... Chavo, oh. They hated him. Mm-hmm. When he turned on Ray, they hated him. And he he was able to adapt his character to fit it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It turned into like, and I don't know, it was almost like he could be the same person, but different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I don't even know, I don't, I don't know how to properly explain it, but like, you know, uh, uh, Face Eddie is uh, cocky, He's smug. He's, you know, he's a liar. He's a cheater. He's a stealer. Uh, and then Bad Eddie was cocky and smug and lied, cheated, and stole, but you hated him. Yeah. He was able to be the exact same person. And it was the magic of his character. He never really had to change his style. It was just the way it, he just fit his character to whatever the story was, and he still had great technical matches. He was still a threat to anybody he was in the ring with. He was just the complete package. To me, the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. Not a, not not a bad argument at all. And like I said, this list was tough, man. These ones and twos, I was literally going back and forth before we hit play. And was like, all right, who's who's number one? Who's number two? Mm-hmm. Because with those two, it's so damn difficult. But I mean, yeah, because Kurt is a monster, mm-hmm. a monster, like literally. Yeah, like, and, like, and, and you know how much I love Eddie, but for me, it was just I don't know what it was. Even when Kurt was an asshole, mm-hmm. I always gravitated more towards Kurt. I think because of his move set, like you know, their move sets relatively the same. They both. Mm-hmm. Do the the technical style that can they both, both do throw triple you. suplexes. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing but too. I, right? I think that was. I'll let you finish. Go ahead. No, I'm saying that that's the crazy thing too. Oh yeah, the like they both did the triple suplexes. Was very yeah. similar too. But I think I think that's kind of what did it in for me because I always liked the German suplexes more than the Three Amigos, even mm-hmm. though the Three Amigos were more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I just liked the technical ability of going into the German suplexes more. Mm. Don't know it why. Was, it was a moment. It was a moment. I'll give that to you. It Especially was when he was uh, the wrestling machine. Mm-hmm. And he was just like really launching people when he did them. Yeah. Yeah. He they was... both they both had that fired up moment too mm-hmm. when Kurt would undo the straps. Yeah. It was game time. And Eddie would just do that look where he just looked to the left, looked to the right and be like. Mm-hmm. They, they were both so good at it, man. Mm-hmm. They were and, so good And their matches it. were, their matches were magic. And I think that was Kurt's best asset too. His facial expressions were mm-hmm. on the money every time, and especially there, when he had the mouth guard in. Man, and it's crazy because there, there were times that these two would fight backstage mm-hmm. because of their matches, mm-hmm. and they both just wanted the same thing to put on the best damn match that anybody ever seen. Yeah, man. Because Kurt even a... told the story that him and Eddie would literally get in the actual shoving matches and fist fights backstage. That's the craziest thing about it, too, right? Just two dudes so passionate about... And that's literally what it was. They were just so damn passionate. You know, the best possible thing. Like, no, we got to do it this way. No, we got to do it this way. 
And then you just start fighting, and then five minutes later, all right, so we're doing it this way? Yeah, let's do it this way. Okay. <laughs> See you out there, man. Yeah, that's the craziness of it, man. But, they, you know, they, they're regardless of anything, um, they're, they're both arguably the greatest wrestlers of all time. Just like you and me having a fist fight about what we're going to talk about on the podcast, and then five minutes later, you ready to record? Yeah, let's record. Yeah. All right, come on. <laughs> Make sure you know how to hit play this time. Mm. But it's... it's uh, They were magic, man. Yeah, that they were. They were magic. Uh, so before we jump off of here, I'm going to throw something out to you real quick. We just named, uh, in our minds, the greatest wrestlers. Can you think of one off the top of your head, just like quick rapid fire, that's the worst? That's the worst wrestler? Yeah. Of all time? Just in your mind, like the worst wrestler. Oh, man. Um, damn. The worst wrestler of like, all like, time. Like when you think of somebody who's a terrible wrestler, like the worst wrestler, for any reason, who's the first name that pops into your mind? Uh, well, the first thing I was going to say was Doink. I hate you. Uh, and then I thought Maven. Maven sucked. Damn, you thought Maven? I thought Maven sucked. For me, Mason Ryan. Mason Ryan. Oh, I do remember Mason. The Batista lookalike. And that was the exact reason. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Save-A-Lot version Batista. Oh, my God. Um... Um, oh, I say his name, but I, 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 I intentionally, no, I, I also thought about Godly Gooker. Um, Lars Sullivan. Oh God. Captain Gingivitis. Um, yeah, Lars is a pretty bad one. Damn. Lars, Lars I mean, might be the worst. I don't think I've known anybody as hated, uh, purely like, just hate it um like not even character work like we just don't want you in any shape or form maybe maybe even marie more so kevin even thorne though, even i was willing to hey i liked kevin thorne what paul Burchill. pirate paul Burchill. yeah uh rob conway Rob, I hated Rob Conway. Okay, let's just do all of La Resistance at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, Rene Dupree sucked, too. Oh, that guy. Damn. But, there you guys have it, man. Those are our top five and honorable mentions of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I feel so bad, because this was a tough list to put together. This was probably the toughest list I had to put together. Yeah. And somebody's gonna come. Somebody's gonna say it. Somebody's gonna say it some name we didn't think of. Yeah, if you guys think of a name. Did we that... say Mr. Perfect? No, we didn't think of Mr. Perfect. I said Mr. Perfect. Now we both had considered. Mr. Yeah, Perfect. we did. Mr. Perfect was considered. Brett was considered. No, he didn't. No, he wasn't. He was considered. Well, maybe he was considered. He, he, well, I mean, I wasn't gonna. I was just considering him for technical ability, not yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. And. As much as some people might not like it, if we're going off a strictly wrestling ability alone, I'm pretty sure between both of us, Benoit was considered. He would have been high. Benoit would have been like number two for me. God damn it, man. My top three might have looked a lot different. Seriously. But yeah, Benoit definitely would have been in there if we're going off of just wrestling alone. Um, 
There were some names I was afraid to say. Yeah. I know I know you were scared to say uh Kenny Omega was better than Rick. <laughs> I was not gonna say that. AEW would never. Um I know you were gonna say Cody. Yep. Uh Garbrandt. <laughs> Cody no, Luke? Cody Rhodes. Cody oh. Cody Rhodes? Cody Martin? You're wearing a shirt right now. Oh, Cody. oh yeah? Cody Rhodes? Oh, my God. I'm definitely... How dare I? Um, and, but, yeah, that's our top five. Um, this was a fun list to make, though. Um, and if we if we didn't name somebody that you guys would have put in there, reach out to us. Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. let us know. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to you, and we'll debate it with you. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this week, guys. Uh... Have a good one. Stay up. Stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous. Saskatchewan!